Are you tired of scrolling your feed only to see the highlight reel version of motherhood? If so, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Motherhood Intended Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Baird, and I'm a passionate mom here to support women like you in their unique journeys to and through motherhood. I have been through it all. We're going to be talking about things like trying to conceive, infertility, IVF, surrogacy, mom life, and more. It's time to get real about what it takes to be a mom and come together in the fact that things don't always go as planned. So here we go. Hey, it's Jacqueline. Welcome back to the podcast. Before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to share a contest that I am competing in, and I could really use your help. So I am competing for the title of Super Mom 2023. It's this whole contest that's recognizing women and awarding one mom with the title of Supermom 2023. Now, to be honest, I don't love the title of this competition. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I think every mom is a super mom. Everyone is doing their best, and we all know that moms are amazing. <laughs> but it goes towards a really great cause. The competition supports Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. It's a 501c3 nonprofit that aims to save and improve the lives of as many children as possible. They have helped 170 hospitals in their network provide the best care for children by raising more than $7 billion to date. Amazing, right? So this contest, it's all about voting. It's about getting the most votes. And then you keep narrowing down the brackets and the group of who has the most votes until there is one mom who is most voted and wins the title of Supermom 2023. Now, I'm super excited to be participating in this, mostly because it's a win-win-win situation. Not only does the contest support such an amazing cause that is near and dear to my heart, as you know, my two boys have both spent numerous, numerous days in the hospital for one reason or another related to prematurity, asthma, reactive airway disease, all these things. And to be able to support an organization that is supporting children's hospitals is just phenomenal. So you can vote for me every single day for free. There are also ways that you can donate money by voting. So I think it's like if you pay $25, you get 25 votes. They also like to throw in some like double voting days and things like that. So the first round is like top 20 in your group. There's like 85 people in each group. You got to get to the top 20 to advance. I am currently number two in my group. So if you could click the link in the show notes or head to my Instagram bio and vote. Today's the last day. I want to get to number one. I want the most votes as possible so I can go into the next round looking good. Okay. Now I said it was a win-win-win because not only will you be supporting an amazing cause, the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, but you will also be supporting me and my family. There's a few things that the winner gets. You know, you get a trip to Palm Springs, you get $20,000, and you also get to be featured in Women's World Magazine. Now, obviously, those are amazing prizes, but I'm excited to be participating and I would love to win because this would support my family in our journey through surrogacy. I talked about it a million times. We are currently pursuing surrogacy in hopes of having another baby. It is a big financial burden and I thought participating in this contest would be an awesome way to help lessen that burden while also supporting children's hospitals. So if you could be so kind to vote for me, I would appreciate it. And also, if I won this title of Supermom 2023, how amazing would it be to be featured in Women's World Magazine? That means I could talk about the Motherhood Intended podcast in this amazing magazine seen by millions and millions of women 
Can you imagine how many people the podcast would reach then? So like I said, win, win, win. Support my family, support the podcast, support children's hospitals. And it's super easy. Set an alarm. You can vote every single day for free, or you can make a donation and your votes count for even more. All right. Thanks for listening to my spiel. I had to share it. I'm too excited to be participating. There are so many amazing moms in all of these groups. It's awesome. Plus this competition, it's super cool. It's being hosted by Victoria Ming. She's a luxury real estate agent and was crowned Miss World in 2015. When Victoria's not working, she enjoys modeling, acting, traveling with her husband and baby and supporting important charitable causes in her community. She's a soon-to-be mom of two, and Victoria is guiding competitors to help us all become the 2023 Supermom. It's been really fun. She posts videos every day to support moms. As you know, it's everything I'm all about. I love it. I love moms coming together for a good cause, and I just think it's an amazing opportunity for everyone. So click the link in the show notes and vote. All right. Now that I shared that and that's out of the way, I do have a little bit of an update on our own personal surrogacy journey. So Yesterday, we got to meet our surrogate for the very first time in person. So exciting. She was in town to meet with our fertility clinic for medical clearance, which involves a saline ultrasound, some lab work, and we're still waiting on the results of all of that, but we were told that her ultrasound looked good. So super excited to get the final go-ahead medical clearance from our clinic Then next steps will be securing the contracts, which are already in the works. And then the exciting part happens. She will get her schedule of medication to start her cycle for the embryo transfer. You guys, I feel like we have been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting in this whole process of surrogacy between research and waiting for a match and figuring out financials, which is Yikes, that was that was a whole stressor that continues on. And now we're here. It's happening. Things are moving. Big steps. I'm so excited. And it was such a great visit. She's amazing. Super nice. Just very excited to be going on this journey together. So I had to share where we're at. All right, on with today's episode. So I got my husband back on the mic. And today we're doing a little fact or myth episode as it relates to trying to conceive. So a little trying to conceive fact or myth session. Spoiler alert. He does pretty good. He knows more than the average Joe, I would say. But it was fun to record. And I hope for anyone who is trying to start a family and is trying to conceive, maybe we'll, you know, myth bust one of these facts for you. I sure as hell didn't know any of this when we started to try to have a baby. So hopefully it will be helpful to some of you listening. And if you already know all this, maybe it'll just be entertaining for you. (laughs) Anyway, it's a good one. Take a listen. So we're going to have a little interesting chat today, a little... Fact versus myth quiz, kind of quiz slash discussion. Yeah. Not really a quiz, but kids are currently in the basement playing floor is lava with the babysitter. (laughs) And we can hear them through all the floorboards. Yeah. We're also sharing a microphone to be completely transparent. You know, the podcast isn't that cool yet. There's one microphone, but check um, one, two, one, two. If you'd like to support the podcast. Yeah, please. And the production of this show. Oh it's awesome. Yeah, we um, appreciate that. At this rate, you know, keep keep listening, tell your friends. Uh, we might have a second mic. <laughs> yeah. That's when that's when we're that's when we're really making big strides when yeah. we can afford a second mic. Yes. Equipment upgrades. Yeah, okay. I'm not gonna get pink headphones though. I'm gonna get like blue. That's fair. 
All right. So this is all about trying to conceive myths versus facts mm-hmm. about getting pregnant. Yeah, the fun um, stuff. Yeah, obviously everyone knows the gist of how to make a baby, but there's still a lot of misconceptions out there about conception. So we're going to go through these and kind of... Basically, I'm going to be the guinea pig for this. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think, no judgment if you don't know all these answers. You feel, know more. Say, I feel like I should. I feel like I should do pretty well at this. You know, I would say you know more than the average Joe. Yes, we've been through a lot, and you know a lot more about the woman's body. You spit your coffee out. I did. I spit my coffee out a little bit. Sorry about that. Um, by the way, it's 4:30 p.m. We're both drinking espresso. That's normal, right? Oh God, yeah. But anyway, moving on. So here's the first fact versus myth. I'm ready. So this quote, my mom had me at 39, so I have plenty of time to get pregnant. Uh, Myth. And the reason being, if I remember correctly, is because, yeah, I think once you hit 35 in the world of getting pregnant, you're, I forget the right term, but it's like you're. You're, you're like trending down. I forget the right word. Old AF. No, just kidding. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, in the terms, in, in the world of getting pregnant, you're trending down, right? Yeah. Trending down sounds, seems like a sales Well, I don't, I don't verbiage, know. I don't, I but the, yeah. I forget, I forget the right word. <laughs> no, like, but yeah, you're right. Say, I don't want to say archaic. Yeah, you're but, correct. It is a myth. Right. A lot of women think that they have until 40, especially nowadays. You know, women aren't trying to get pregnant for one reason or another until later than, say, our parents did. You know, they're waiting till more in their 30s, established in their careers, met that certain someone, right. all the things. It's not 1965 where, you know, a woman is running the household <laughs> day in and day out and having my dinner cooked. Yeah. Now we got all these boss yeah. babes out yeah, there running there. the world. Yeah. Um, they're working. Yeah. So it says that your fertility starts to fall at like 27 or 28. And by 35, it really starts to decline. And yeah, by age 40, a woman's chances of getting pregnant are less than 5% per mm-hmm. cycle. Uh, obviously, there's like many factors, like including al- alcohol and caffeine consumption yeah. and like things like endometriosis and PCOS that affect your fertility. That is definitely a myth. Even if your mom did it, it's a totally God different body than than, yeah. than you. And it's not saying you can't, but that is a myth. You don't necessarily have plenty of time. Actually, I think they say literally the best years to conceive are like your late, not suggesting this, but your late teens through your 20s. You are your most fertile self, which made more sense maybe like back in the day when hmm. like people yeah, were, were getting married popping at 18 out babies. And getting married at 18. Right, right. right oh. Super young. Gotcha. Um, cool. Yeah. All right. Here's a fun right, one. Factor myth. One for one. <laughs> My period is pretty regular. I'll be fine. Oh, Meaning, like, I'll be fine to get pregnant. I have a regular period. It's all good. Uh, I mean, myth again, I'm gonna or, go. I'm gonna go myth because you had a blocked fallopian tube and you had a regular period, right? That's true. I yeah. had a regular period Boom. and I was not fine. All right. So I'm gonna say <laughs> myth. Correct. A regular cycle is 28 days long, mm-hmm. you know, give or take a day on either right. side. If it's wildly different each month, you know, it could mean you have a tricky time trying to conceive. The state of your period can actually really indicate what's going on, too. So if it's very light, you might be lacking estrogen. If they're really heavy, that was me. There might not be enough progesterone to balance out the estrogen. Mm-hmm. Um, very right, painful. Your thyroid levels could be low. Yeah, that's a whole nother thing. A whole, but... nother, whole nother bag of potatoes. Exactly. And yeah, I know even if it's, if you have painful periods, that could be a sign of endometriosis, which I did growing up, but I did not have endometriosis, but yeah, all these things can make 
conception more difficult. So just because your period is regular doesn't necessarily mean trying to conceive will be easy. Yeah. Two for two. All right. What else we got? All right. Myth or fact, a vitamin D deficiency can affect your fertility. <sighs> I don't, I'm going to go 50, 50 on a fact. Yeah. Fact. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> fact. So, I mean, like the majority of us are deficient in vitamin D to be completely honest, but you can, you know, talk to your doctor about how much you and your partner should be taking, but that can affect your fertility That's being deficient in vitamin D. Interesting. All right. Fact or myth. Having an orgasm helps suck up the sperm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to say myth. You are correct. It is a myth. Sure. An orgasm feels great, but it doesn't appear to affect your chances of conception, which is hilarious because I'm not even kidding. I've heard people say that and I've read it. Like they're like, oh, if you orgasm, you're more likely to get pregnant. Really? Yeah. I guess the theory is that like an orgasm helps pull the sperm up into the contracting uterus. Why? Um, because like you're breathless? Yeah, that's mm. what they thought. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> uh, but their studies show there's no no correlation between orgasm and conception. Honestly, the truth is that sperm can live in the reproductive tract for days. Six days. 72 hours. I think we'll circle back on that. It might oh, be another question shit. if I remember. I thought right. you were trying to give me a, a twofer. <laughs> no, well, unless you could listen. So, it, well, it just yeah, it can live in the reproductive tract for days, mm-hmm. orgasm or not. Seventy-two. Um, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if you're right. Um, okay, you should just have sex every day to get pregnant. I mean, you should definitely have sex for fun, but technically, there's only six days out of the month that a woman can get pregnant, and that's on her ovulation period. Whoa, mic drop. Boom! <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a myth. To oh, have, shit, to I get... didn't say that. Yes, that's a myth. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can have sex every day, but that is not required to get pregnant. It can gotta, definitely get, undo gotta in, stress Gotta be in the fertile window, dog. <laughs> but ovulation occurs roughly 14 days before the start of your next period. So to make the most of your fertile window, people doctor suggests that couples have sex every two or three days starting 18 days before your period or like i don't know i just remember thinking in my fertile window was like every other day right. at least and especially on the day at your highest for, yeah like fertility. peak ovulation if you're right. using like a kit which we do um, recommend they were great yeah very helpful although right. i was actually just reading that while it can be helpful it's not like what's the word F- foolproof yeah yeah, no. because apparently your body, it just tells you, it tells you when you ovulate, not that you're actually ovulating, it just tells you like when you should be ovulating. But like for people who say aren't actually releasing an egg and ovulating, it could still light up peak fertility, but like you're not actually ovulating, I think is what I was understanding. Oh, got it. I don't know. Worked for us, was helpful for us. Yep. Um, Good tool. Well, worked for us in that like the one time we got <laughs> pregnant on our own, Yeah, we were using those and it right. worked. Or I was using one. <laughs> yeah, I didn't use one. You did not use one. We're just covering all the things. My next question was going to be, okay, myth or fact, ovulation kits are an easy way to know when to start trying. That's, it's a myth because basically what I just said, you can tell when you're supposed to be ovulating, but not if ovulation is actually taking place. Okay, here's a good one. Myth or fact, to conceive a boy, have sex right before ovulation. Want a girl, do it a few days before. Oh my God, that is a myth. That's total bullshit. <laughs> That's a myth if I ever heard one. Yeah. If anyone in the right mind thinks that, I apologize. That's just not. Well, what's funny smart. is 
yeah, the way it phrases this, it says like, well, it's half right. But that's only because you've got a 50-50 shot. There's no natural way to determine the sex of your baby. Period. None whatsoever. All right. Fact or myth? Eat high-fat dairy in order to get pregnant. Well, so... All right. Well, it's probably wrong, but I'm going to say myth. And the reason, remember, we were doing keto. Yeah. And like, we never got pregnant on our own. And we changed our diet to that. So, I mean, it's still a myth. I mean, it could have been luck of the draw. We got pregnant. I don't know. I'm going to say myth. You're going to say myth? I'm going to say myth. Well, it is true. I was, I'm curious too. And I never like did a deep dive into that. I mean, I read articles that like keto and obviously your overall health can affect your fertility, but I felt like we were very inflamed before doing keto. And then at least I felt less. Um, And yeah, and on keto, you eat like high fat diet. Anyway, yes, that was the only time we got pregnant Mm -hmm. naturally. It was during keto. So give it to me. It says fact-ish. Ish. So it says high fat dairy has been touted as a miracle baby maker ever since researchers found a link between a low fat dairy diet and an increased risk of infertility due to a lack of ovulation. That was like in 2007, though. Basically, Um, milkshakes and cheese. (laughs) Well, Um, the reality is that's why it says fact ish is like we just need to eat well. Like carbs and sugars can be detrimental to conception because they require higher levels of insulin, which disrupt your hormone balance. Interesting. Yeah, that is actually is interesting. So obviously stick to healthy whole foods, organic fruits, vegetables, lean proteins, healthy fats, all the good stuff. All right. Um, myth or fact, your partner needs to get ready for baby making too. Oh, absolutely. So fact, because like, for example, <clears throat> I wasn't, you know, for men, you're not supposed to be like sitting in a sauna or sitting in a jacuzzi because that technically kills your sperm. So, I mean, yeah, dudes got to be doing their part too, right? You know, cut out the alcohol or why not cut it out? Because let's face it, who doesn't love a good beer? But, you know, slow down on the alcohol, improve your diet, lose weight if needed, and then get out of the sauna, get out of the hot tub. It's a bummer, but got to do it. Yeah. Big sacrifices, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Damn, I can't go in the hot tub. But yeah, you're right. It's a fact. Besides, obviously, making sure you're getting vitamin D, because as we said, like every pretty much everyone's deficient in vitamin D. They also suggest that men take folic acid too. That'll help prevent neural tube defects in the baby, which I actually didn't know that. I know um, so yeah, I guess both of us should have been taking folic acid. Yeah. Yeah. All good things you mentioned. Kind of touched on this earlier, but myth or fact you should get your thyroid checked if you're trying to conceive. Fact. Correct. An underactive thyroid might prevent you from getting pregnant, and it also increases your risk of miscarriage if you do get pregnant. Your thyroid is the master director of your metabolism, so if it's like sluggish, nothing will be working at the proper rate. Doctors Walsh and caution you that the numbers your general practitioner might be happy with, like normal TSH levels are between like four and five. It's still maybe too high for trying to conceive, which is what happened to me. Like I had never been told I had hypothyroidism before. And then when we went to our first fertility doctor, they were like, it's not crazy high, but you know, for trying to conceive, we need your levels to be lower. So I got put on medication. So that would be a fact. Fact or myth, stressed women don't make babies. I mean, I'm going to say myth because you don't, you'd want your stress to be low, but I mean... I don't think that's going to, at the end of the day, I don't think it's really going to stop someone from getting pregnant if their stress is too high. So it, I'm going to say myth. 
fact ish ish this one's an ish because then that's well i'm still however many questions i haven't gotten any wrong because ish doesn't count you're doing really good but yeah fact ish so like when we're chronically stressed our reproductive organs will take a back seat so like they're just not a priority to our body and fertility doctors agree that stress is the last ingredient your body needs to make a baby but obviously plenty of pregnancies have happened during times of strife so yeah it's fact-ish because like you can get pregnant if you're stressed that happens all the time you know look at countries where there's war and famine and stuff people oh. still get pregnant okay yeah. yeah like extreme stress that's I mean, extreme that's... stress and people are still getting pregnant I don't know if anyone's like born a war they're getting bombed in like oh we should probably have sex right now okay well that was aggressive but like <laughs> like reproduction doesn't hey babe, stop watch out, watch out for the shrapnel oh my god but it's just hard for doctors to quantify obviously since it's what's stressful for one person isn't as stressful for another but you should try and reduce stress whatever way you can because it's obviously better for your body overall right especially when trying to conceive all right fact or myth stay in bed for 30 minutes after sex this is the woman. Yeah, bull- I don't even, I don't even need to <laughs> with hear your anymore. legs up against the anymore. wall That's after sex. That's a myth. This isn't 1964. That's a myth. But did I do it? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You did. Yeah, damn sure I yeah, did. Yeah. After years of trying to get pregnant, uh, didn't think it could hurt. Yeah, that's funny. But yeah, it's a myth. Obviously, it makes absolutely no difference if you stand up immediately afterwards. You might feel like a trickle, <laughs> um, but sperm <laughs> immediately head north. Um, they know where they have tails, man. They swim. They know where they're going. Just trying correct. to find that egg, man. Okay. Take cough syrup to improve your chances of getting pregnant. Fact or myth? I mean, if you're trying to drink some purple drink. Yeah, <laughs> um, purple drink. I'm going to say myth. And who the hell even thinks of those questions? Like, honestly, these are seriously. things that people say. Well, that is ridiculous. Like, for it any, is a for myth. Anyone, that's ridiculous. But literally a few years ago, I guess all these trying to conceive forums were blown up in the news that there was an ingredient found in certain cough syrups that helped make cervical mucus thinner and less hostile. But in reality, it does nothing to increase your chances of conception. In fact, Clomid, you know, I did Mm -hmm, way too many rounds of that. Um, The medication that's often used to treat infertility actually thickens the mucus. So that doesn't even make sense. Don't you want a thicker cervical mucus? No, you would. I actually didn't know that Clomid thickens your mucus because you want it thin so the sperm can swim uh, through it. Oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah. So I don't, I don't really know the whole ordeal with Clomid hmm. or how that all works. But most times, not always, because I know people who have been pers- like put on Clomid yeah. and then just sent off to try and get pregnant on their own. But right. I would assume like when you're like us, like we did Clomid with an IUI, like they're right. they're putting the sperm where it needs to go anyway. Yeah, so it doesn't yeah, matter if it's thicker. Yeah. Look at this. I'm still learning things. This one seems to me, calling it a fact seems, I'm just going to say it, calling mm. it a fact seems aggressive. This seems like more like an opinion, but it says you should explore alternative modalities when trying to conceive. And it says fact, things like acupuncture and other forms of traditional Chinese medicine can help reduce stress immensely and be very beneficial. I mean, should we, should, we get, should, we get a, should we get a shout out to the Foz? Yes. If you are local to the Chicagoland area, the western suburbs, Dr. Fazio at Restoration Health and Chiropractic Dr. Foz is the bomb. <laughs> so in regards to exploring alternative modalities, you know, we did. I had a friend tell me, why don't you try acupuncture and chiropractic? And I wasn't a big fan of needles, but at that point, you know, we were about to be starting IVF. I'm going to be jabbing myself with needles anyway. So I was like, might as well get used to it a little bit. <laughs> um, Again, yeah, 
we've been seeing her since 2016. Like that's, and that's, yeah. I'm telling you, and she's, she's good. Maybe people. 2017. She's but good, yeah. She's good people, people. <laughs> she's good people. Yeah. We like to pretend, call it like therapy too. Cause we oh, just yeah, have like a quick five to 10 minute chat with her. And it's just like, all right, we'll just air it out and get some needles and some cracks and yeah, just yeah. be on our way. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I think it is worth looking into whether it's for your stress levels, you know, yeah, your if, blood if, flow, if it can else. increase your fertility or help. It can only yeah. help. Just nothing else. Just stress. Yes. Right I mean, here. I don't like needles, but I will tell you that is like that 30 minutes. Just and then laying she's, there. She puts on like that music. Oh man. I need the hot blanket. Yes. Done. Sometimes, you know, with like some essential oils mm-hmm. or like a lavender pillow. Done. Man, worth it. Whether it's like a guarantee to help <laughs> or, or a not. needle. Oh my god, we're so lame. Honestly, those were the only factor myth questions I really had. Actually, hang on. It doesn't matter. I pass it with flying colors. (laughs) Um. Ooh, I have more. Yeah, I was gonna say. I I mean, I know that we've talked about this before about the about the sperm because I I didn't know that I didn't know sperm lived in the uterus. What's the question? Six days, right? Yeah, six days. It's either five or six. I can't remember, but I think. Yeah, I don't Either way, they tell you your first one was like six days in case you miss it by a day or two or whatever. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, Okay, here comes comes a few more. Boom. Okay, being on the pill for too long will delay pregnancy, meaning woman's birth control. Well, I mean, I get it, right? (laughs) But doesn't the pill, doesn't that's supposed to like manage your periods where you get it monthly, correct? Like it doesn't stop your period, like some um, birth forms of birth control. There's all kinds of birth control. I know, but I'm talking about the pill. The pill doesn't stop your period. It just helps manage it, correct? No, the pill can oh, be shit. like like you have a week where you take like blanks. I don't right. even know if people take those anymore. I haven't birth control in forever, but no, you still get your period. I, I guess that's my point. So before I answer the question, it, it regulates, but it makes it. So I'm going to say. I'm going to read the question one yeah, more time. Yeah, do it again. Or the statement. Sorry, do it again. Do it again. <laughs> Being on the pill for too long will delay pregnancy. I'm going to say myth because I've heard people be like, oh, I just got off the pill and got pregnant. Boom. So I'm going to say myth. Correct. It is a myth. I remember I was kind of worried about this because I went off the pill. It is a myth, but I thought I thought that was true. I mean, I went off birth control like nine, eight or nine months before our wedding even. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have plans to try for a child for like another year. I just thought, well, A, we switched insurances and I remember realizing it wasn't covered and i was like well in eight months i'm gonna go off birth control anyway so i'll just go off of it and that way my body can adjust but uh it's actually a myth so like if you've spent years of your life trying not to get pregnant it's normal though it's natural to wonder if it'll take a while to get things back on track but the good news is that it won't i mean for some women like your fertility returns as soon as you stop using the pill so if you stop your pill you can get pregnant but for other people it might take a month or so to kind of resume ovulation and all that so as long as there's other other issues going on, of course. Okay. Fact or myth, boxers are better than briefs when you're trying to conceive. Fact. It's funny. I thought this was a fact, too. I just remember, like, oh. people saying, but no, it's a myth. No, like, it's like, you want your balls to be hanging low. Yeah. Now, it does say that, and we know this, but, like, 
if your partner gets overheated, right. whether like you're in a hot tub, a sauna, exercising and like spandex bike shorts <laughs> or wearing tidy whities or something like, yeah, your sperm production could go down. But in most cases, it's not going to make a big difference if you're wearing boxers or briefs. Don't. Along with that, we kind of just said this, but like laptops can impair sperm nope. production. Yep. You don't want it on your lap, guys. Yeah, that is a fact. The heat is on when you use a laptop on your lap and yeah, he is not a friend of male fertility right and the fan turns on so if the fan turns on it's not good for your situation correct so keep the family jewels in top family generating shape <laughs> treat a laptop like a desktop <laughs> that's pretty good i was trying to think of something witty but you beat me to it that's pretty good <laughs> this is a good one all right Fact or myth, watching a sexy movie can help you get pregnant. Oh, absolutely. Watch Fifty Shades of Grey. Which we still haven't. No, I haven't. We're probably the only people who haven't. Um, I mean, as much as I'd like to be like, yeah, no, that's a hardcore myth. Yeah, that's bullshit. It is not. What? (laughs) Watching a sexy movie can help you get pregnant is a fact. Studies have shown that watching a romantic movie together can increase levels of progesterone, which is obviously a sex hormone that is thought to increase romantic behavior. And it doesn't even have to be like an X-rated movie. It's just, you know, romantic movie. Increases your progesterone will help. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm here to fix your washer and dryer. This is a good one. And it makes me want to get some of these. Fact or myth. If you want to get pregnant, order up some oysters. Yeah, because then they said there's like an aphrodisiac in oysters or something like that. Is that what it is or... Yeah, it's a fact. Also, oysters are, apparently are the food's mo- food chain's most concentrated source of zinc, which there's research that suggests that may help increase your sperm production, which that part I did not know. But yeah, you're right. It's also a libido booster. Now, is that for women as well? Because isn't it aren't, when you're pregnant, aren't you supposed to stay away from like raw fish and shellfish and things like that? Yeah, but it's oh, because of zinc? No, because it's a shell. Well, yeah, shellfish. Raw fish. You're not right. supposed to. And oysters are raw. I I know, but the, you're not. Yeah, you're not supposed to have them when you're pregnant. We're talking about if you want to get pregnant. Oh, sh- <laughs> oh yeah. Right. Then anyway. order them. Order them before. Order them to I get gotcha. pregnant. Okay. Once you're pregnant, okay. don't eat them. Probs. That's the ADD. Um, I missed. I missed that part. <laughs> but anyway, it's a little beta booster, so okay. uh, gotcha. we can both enjoy them together. That's sounds delicious right now. I know. I also want sushi. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we kind of touched on this, but this might be helpful. Okay, fact or myth, after an egg is released, it can be fertilized for up to two days. I I don't, I don't, I, I thought it was a myth. I thought it was six days. I thought we were talking about the six days. I it is it was... a myth. So yeah, okay, the cool. sperm can hang out and wait for their, the egg to meet for like yeah. three or more days. Okay. Um, while as an egg only has like a 12 to 24 hour shelf life. So mm. like. That's why when you're like ovulating, like the egg's going to be coming down, you only right. have like that day, like ovulation day. Got to get up in there. <laughs> got to get up in there. Um, sperm's got to catch it while it's there. <laughs> it's all about timing. Okay. Fact or myth, position matters when trying to conceive. Uh, no, it does not matter. Correct. That's a myth. For the most part, it says like, obviously healthy sperm are excellent swimmers. It doesn't matter what position you're in. So you just stick with the position you both like. Um if you want to add a little extra gravity to the equation, you can give the sperm a head start by like elevating your hips or asking your partner to be on top. But at the end of the day, healthy sperm are going to swim regardless. Okay. I think that's all the myth busters I have for today. Thanks for playing along, Josh. Absolutely. 
for anyone listening out there who is trying to conceive and start their family this year, hopefully you learned something new. Hopefully this was helpful. These are the things that aren't really discussed a whole lot. So if you're listening and you know, you're able to take something away, that's that was kind of the idea behind this. Yeah, absolutely. I know eight, nine years ago, whenever we started trying to have a family and start trying to conceive, didn't know any of this. So unfortunately for us, we have a lot of knowledge on a lot of things around getting pregnant and infertility and so many, so many different topics, as you know. Um, but fortunately for you, we are a book of knowledge. So right. things I never thought I'd have to learn, but fortunate that I do know yeah. I have learned. And you did really well on this. Thank that, you. Was, that was pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> As always, thanks for listening. Before you leave the podcast app, be sure to hit the fifth star and leave a review. I greatly appreciate it. And click the link in the show notes. That's where you can vote for me for Supermom 2023, which benefits the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. I hope everyone has a great weekend and you will hear from me again next week. Thank you, Chicago. Chicago. <laughs>